Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be looking at Season 6, Episode 9, Images, and Season 6, Episode 10, The Mash Olympics. Images starts out, let's begin right away, with one of the patients, and he's covered with tattoos, and they're kind mm -hmm. of talking of his tattoos. There's three main kind of things going on. That's one of them. The other one is Lieutenant Cooper, one of the newer nurses, mm -hmm. walked out on a patient. Mm -hmm. Margaret Holohan's pretty tough on her. She, yeah. you know, she doesn't go for her nurses not being able to stomach what's happening. And the third thing is Klinger found a dog, and um, again, Margaret's kind of tough. Told him, you, you know, it's against regulations to have that dog. But as you'll see, Margaret falls in love with the dog. Yep. So those are the three main things that are happening. Um, the patient with tattoos. He was talking to Radar. Oh, Radar actually came in and asked him about his tattoos, and he said they tell a story. And then Radar's like, "Well, tell me why. Well, you know what's good about <laughs> them." And he said, "Well, you you look great, and you feel great, and the women just go nuts over you." And that's when he decided, "I want a tattoo." <laughs> he could have cared less about the feel great, look great, but when he said he can get women. That's he enough. <laughs> so Radar decided he was going to get a tattoo. Yep. So, anything you want to say about that? Um, the, the doctors were really harsh about tattoos. And I understand that the outlook on having tattoos has changed over the decades. But they were very against it. I think there was a lot more disease and things. You had backroom tattooers, you know, mm -hmm. you yeah, and professionals like you have now. And yeah, now you go to a tattoo place and they're likely to have an autoclave where they actually sterilize everything before um, using it. I mean, a lot Back of them, then, I think a lot of people ended up with mm -hmm. hepatitis or I can see that. Yeah, diseases. And, yeah, you know, even Potter makes a comment: leave the tattoos to the navy. But they were all negative. Like the BJ yeah. said, why would you put art on your body that you don't want on your walls? Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of a neat comment. And yeah. I, the only one that I heard of that was for it were Klinger and this patient that had tattoos all over his body. Everyone else was pretty much trying to talk him out of yeah. getting the tattoo. And, you know, I think that tattooing as an art has come a long way oh, yeah. as well. Because, I mean, now... Like, my cousin, she has a lot of tattoos. Laura's cousin has tattoos. And yeah. You go to the right place. They are masterful. And colorful. what they can do. Right. Detailed. It's incredible what they're able to do. And I don't know if people were able to do that back then. I don't know if they had the I the think they just had, like, the, the black inks yeah. and things. I don't think they had all the colored inks they yeah. have now. And my yeah. dad had one across here. His whole... Mm. You know, they had his whole, I don't know what they're called, fleet, I don't know, unit. Yeah, Had sure. gotten the same one. On their forearm? On their forearm. It was yeah. an eagle. Sure, sure. So. And, and units did that, or uh, naval 
Right. They did it yeah. to bond themselves together. Mm. Yeah. It makes sense. You're doing a lot of killing and things together. Yeah. But he regretted it. You know, I mean... He, and I think that, again, I think that that's changed over the years. I think but so it, also. It, the attitude of the time definitely comes out here. Right. So, um, what what else happens? Well, those are the three main points. Those yeah. are the three main points, yes. Yep. And um, Cooper walking out was, was one of the things that happened in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Margaret was very tough on her. And the other nurses actually went to... Um, BJ and Hawkeye and said, hey, can you do something? Get Margaret off this kid's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nurse Abel and Nurse Bigelow. Yeah. Again, Nurse Abel. <laughs> but, you know, I think she's been Nurse Abel before and that might actually stick with her. Right. But, um, yeah, Nurse Abel and Nurse Bigelow come in and give her a break. And, right. Uh, um. There's something in there about um, they they mentioned to the nurses, you know, it's not too enjoyable for us doctors when she walks out on us either. Right. She's just taking longer to anesthetize. Come on. And they kept calling Margaret hard. You're mm-hmm. so hard. You're so tough. Don't you ever cry? And she's like, no, I don't have time to cry. The doctors need me. The doctors need you. You, you mm-hmm. can't be in there crying. If you are, get out. Mm-hmm. So she tried to get Cooper transferred. She went to um, Potter. Mm-hmm. Put in for a transfer for Cooper, and he Potter denied it. He's yeah. like, "No, you work with your nurse. Give her a chance. Yeah. If she's here a little while longer and she still doesn't get used to things, I'll personally send her somewhere. But for mm-hmm. right now, work with her." And yeah. And Margaret was not happy with that, so she went yeah. to her and said, "You're staying, but I'm not happy about it." Yeah. Don't worry, Major. From now on, I'll be just as cold and uncaring as Isn't you. It? Yeah. Ooh. So, Ooh. and she said it with ice eyes. Yeah. I'm going to be as tough and unfeeling as you. I wrote that one down. That was that was it. Yeah. It, you know, and Margaret was, was still tough though. She still yeah. walked out of there going, "Yeah, I am. I need mm-hmm. to be." So she didn't look at it. I don't think as a bad thing. I, I don't think she enjoyed that comment. But yes, Margaret. She probably took it with pride, though. Multiple times we see that Margaret understands her position and lives up to it. At least how she thinks she should be. But she wants to be one of the girls down deep. But who doesn't? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to? But when you're a boss, Mm -hmm. it's hard. You can't be both. No, but you can find friends. And that's what we find out in uh, the episode with her friend, the captain. Oh, that one, too. Right. Yeah. All of you... You're all closed up, and not just the holes in your ears. Mm-hmm. You don't let anybody in anymore. And we see that here. And she starts to loosen up, but then she tightens the reins again. And then mm-hmm. she loosens up, and she tightens the reins again. Yeah. So. Yeah, in ways I think it's because she gets hurt along the way. And, mm-hmm. she just... and she doesn't deal with, like, okay, last episode, when mm-hmm. her husband cheated on her, she's mm-hmm. just going to ignore it. Yeah. You know, that's got to come out somewhere. Yeah. No, it does. And we see some stuff um, coming out in this episode. But yeah, you're right. It, you know, she, she has doesn't no outlet. Deal, she has, right. She doesn't deal with the things that do. A lot of things do happen to her. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't deal with them. She yeah. puts them down deeper. and The closest we come is when she gets drunk with Hawkeye in that last episode. Right. And um, 
And she said, even one there, of the problems. Even there, it's just... <laughs> you stay, we stay. She's like, I'm going to take him back, and that's it. And I'm done. That's it's over. That's her dealing with it. It's like, no, you haven't... You haven't Dealt worked with it. through what's going on yet. <laughs> Where to... Hawkeye went back, talked to BJ, talked to Potter... Everyone knew he dealt with his situation. Mm-hmm. He discussed it. He worked through it. She just said, "It's, it's, it's done. done." Yeah, yeah. She didn't talk to anyone. No, you're right. So that's yeah. Margaret, and that's the Margaret we all grow to love. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so she does loosen up. Back to um, Radar's tattoo. He doesn't. He yeah. keeps changing his mind. Should I get a panther? Mm. Should I get a lion? Should I get a snake? Should I get a? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he decides he's going to get one. Which, now keep in mind, and I think it's one of the first season episodes. Um, Colonel Blake is giving him a physical, and we see an anchor tattoo on his right bicep, oh. where he's flexing. He's flexing and making it move, and. Uh, Blake asked him, "Can it do anything else?" And he's like, "No, it just it just does that now. I'm I'm working on other stuff." And we see it on screen. He has a tattoo on his arm. Maybe it was a uh... a retcon. Yes, it was a retcon, <laughs> so that didn't happen. <laughs> just like again and again and again, we see Radar saying, "He's a virgin." Yeah, or and, he doesn't drink. And totally not, because uh-huh. again, Army Navy game. Um, where the bombs in the compound, radar uses that, and You're right, you know, nurse, I've always looked at you fondly from afar, and then he gets pulled off to the supply room to check how the mattresses are holding up. Right, and, and <laughs> it, so it's it's just retcons. Or, yep, <laughs> it's, it's all I have to say about that is mm. all hail the retcons. But BJ and Hawkeye. Take him to the bar. They, they convince him, let us know when you're getting these tattoos so we can check and make sure that the, the instruments are clean. Mm-hmm. So he let them know, and they ran into someone who got, had gotten a mother tattoo yeah. and ended up with hepatitis C. And they said they didn't know him, and they just, whoops, ran into him. But then Klinger <laughs> walks in and says, oh, I'm glad you found the surgeons. They were looking for you. So. Uh-huh. Radar was a little peeved by that and said, I'm going in. And he went in and he got himself a tattoo. <laughs> Which is great when the doctors then go and try to uh, check it out to make sure that it's not infected. And he was not going to show. They said, oh, let me see your arm. Yeah. That, won't, um, that won't do it. Let me see your test. No, nope, that won't do it either. Ooh, then they Radar, are. <laughs> did you tattoo your tushy? <laughs> And he did. And yeah, Crow Potter. They said he's like, I'm not showing you. I'm not showing you. I wanted no one to see it. I just wanted it for myself. Mm-hmm. I do like the what Colonel Potter says, and I don't know how many people it would register with, but he says it's my duty to inspect every part of this camp, including your tushy. <laughs> which okay, keep in mind, enlisted personnel don't have the same sort of rights i want to say i don't know if that's quite the right word but you're you're the army kind of owns you yes at that point so you're almost the same as property yeah 
and he says you have to guys, do something, you have to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, when he says every part of this camp, Radar is pretty much part of the camp. <laughs> so, but they look, and what's he it a tattoo him. of? A teddy bear. <laughs> so Radar. So he gets to yeah. keep his teddy bear with him forever. You know you're not getting rid of that anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, it'll come off in the wash. <laughs> what? I couldn't stand the thought of those dirty needles, so I had him just spray it on. <laughs> My goodness, it is permanent. Because yeah. he doesn't take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and about tattoos, there's henna tattoos. Um, yeah. Madonna gets a different henna tattoo for every concert, and that's how you know what concert you're at okay. by her body's tattoos. Oh. People actually go to her concerts, and when they take pictures and things, she tattoos her whole body, like her huh. back yeah. and different parts, and yeah. she has a different one for every concert. So her yeah. tattoos are like con instead of saying concert 14, you'd say mm -hmm. the lion concert yeah. or the you know yeah. whatever she has tattooed yeah. on her, huh. and that stays for a while too. Yeah, because well, those are semi-permanent, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I think that's a cool idea mm -hmm. until you decide for sure what you want. You yeah. know, is put it on your body for a while and check it before yeah. having it made permanent. No, I think henna's amazing. The I stuff do that too. You can do with that. You can get kids to do that at home. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that. yeah. When I worked for um, RCMS, the students one year did that. They got kits at. Uh, we went to the Ren Fair. I think they got kits there, and they. Handed themselves. Yeah. Um, what a cool idea! Be yeah. your own artist. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them looked alright, <laughs> but um, so yeah. But she takes the whole day before a concert and oh, gets wow. tattooed. So they're amazing. They're very artistic. It's yeah. not like she just. Oh yeah. Oh, know. very cool. So. Um. So yeah, you know, we get nurse, nurse Cooper sticking around, we get... The dog. Oh, the dog. We didn't talk much about the dog. Yeah, everyone's feeding them. They all love having a pet. You know, a pet is relaxing. It's someone mm. you can talk to, you can say things to, and it doesn't judge you. you no. Know? So at, in a war situation, I think that would be... Yeah, well, you, know, you see things about dogs, and it's like, to you, a dog is only part of your life, but to you... Or to a dog, you're its whole life. Right. And that's it. Dogs are very loyal and very loving. And that unconditional love in a war zone, like you're saying, I think would be huge. I think so, too. And it really hits Margaret. Margaret fed them every morning. They caught her. Yeah. You know, first it's Clinger, and then it's other people, and Margaret gets on the train and starts feeding them. And, and then what happens? The dog dies. He got hit by a truck. And Margaret heard the nurses talking in the background, so she found out about it kind of secondhand. Mm -hmm. And it just, I think that was her time to let things go. Yeah, it was. And thankfully, Hawkeye saw her. Or saw she would have just buried it again. Yeah, but he doesn't let her. And, you know, he's holding the door at the mess tent, and she comes out and. In tears. And he just, you know, basically says, What's up? And she tries to deny it, and he won't let it go. In fact, she ran into her tent and he followed her, which yeah. for Margaret, it's not something you do. No. <laughs> Probably she didn't pull out her whip. I... Um, but, you know, this is one of those times where Hawkeye's humanity, which mm -hmm. is part that I really love about him, is he can be this womanizing, uncaring person. And then turns it around. And he is like today the with Margaret. best person. 
he was not letting it go. He no. he would not. He followed her. He grabbed her. He's like, Margaret, You're... I saw you feeding this dog every morning. I know you love him. Let it go. And she yeah. just, everything just yeah. started to go. Your emotions are all turned up. You're not doing any favors to anyone holding it in. He says that to her. And someone needed to say that to her. Yeah. So out came... I think a lot of emotions, yeah. which was a wonderful thing because then she went back in by Cooper mm-hmm. and walked up to Cooper and told her, you know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I've been really rough on you this last couple of weeks. I realize that and I'm sorry. Yeah. And Cooper was like, well, what happened? And she said, it's none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so she was letting her mm-hmm. know I'm still tough, but I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. And she's, Cooper said, I'm not going to let you down. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a great way to end that episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree. And uh, what else do I have one here? Yeah, once once Radar decides that um, the tattoo thing wasn't working out for him, but he still wants to do something, what did he do then? He decided to... Oh, yeah, he was going to lift weights. That was the ending. Yeah, that was so funny because I thought, oh, my oh such a mad thing. So, um, Colonel Potter's working in his office and he hears, oh, rattle, rattle, oh, rattle, rattle. Oh. And he's like, what in the heck is going on in there? Comes out, Radar's putting together his weights. Yeah. Then he went to lift them and his cap flew off his head. He couldn't even get him up off the Well, chair. to be fair, I mean... He was, I don't know what he was trying to do. He had this barbell with weights, you know, maybe 30, 40 pounds. On each side. Yeah. And it, whatever he was doing, I think the, the goal of it was to hurt himself. I mean. Because <laughs> he just pulled. Yeah. He didn't, like, you he, and Laura were like, that's not proper form. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, Dustin? He just, he didn't, all he did was just, like, stand Lift. straight up with his back. Like, that's a recipe for hurting yourself. But if you don't back then, that's what you would have done. Like, there wasn't proper form. and. I guess. You know? It just, it was silly. But, yeah, it, you know. And he had never lifted a weight in his no. life. You could see that. But it was great. Yeah, like you say, his cap just flew off his head backwards. <laughs> and He's like, ah. Colonel Potter told him to go to the mess tent and lift some food for a while. Yeah. And the only reason he said that is because men, this is just like. It was, a, it was pure machismo <laughs> coming out. It, it wasn't, was. It wasn't competition. I there said was no competition, but Chris is like, no, that's Matisse. <laughs> because what does Colonel Potter do as soon as, as he's soon alone? He looks and makes sure that radar's gone far enough, and he went to pick up the weights. And he does and, the same move, and it's like, no. <laughs> he grabs his groin and just walks back into his office. Yeah. I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. She's, that was the ending. Great mm-hmm. ending. Um, let's see here. One other thing that I really liked about this episode um, was one quote, uh, two quotes out of it, and it was uh, Hawkeye and BJ in the tent in the swamp before the nurses come in to talk to them about Cooper. Uh-huh. Uh, first, Hawkeye makes some comment about BJ darning a sock. Yeah, he, he has like a ten. Has... Yeah, he has a tennis ball in the sock and he's sewing up the end. You keep darning that sock. Yep, and this is the last darn sock I'm going to darn until this war is over. What if it's another hundred years war? Then I'll get a new sock. And then Hawkeye says, 
Hundred Years War. What was that about? And what does BJ say? About a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two. I'll get another sock and mm. about a hundred years. Those are my two favorite quotes out of that entire thing. So. Um, yeah, and then the ladies came in. Yeah. Um. Anything else about this? No, episode? that's all I have. All okay. the fun stuff. Uh, guest recurring cast. We see Blue Susan Blanchard. I don't edit this stuff. Susan Blanchard is Nurse Cooper. John Duran as Sergeant Rimmerman. Larry Block as Eddie Hendricks. I don't know who some of these people were or where they occurred in this episode. Judy Farrell as Nurse Abel, her we knew. And Ed Kent as Nurse Bigelow. Nurse Bigelow returns. Big ups. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca Taylor as Nurse Campbell. Carmine. Elsa as the GI. I'm guessing that's the tattoo guy. Mm. Joseph Harden as the patient. Oh, no. Uh, uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara in post-op. We see here in the background Jennifer Davis post-op post and in Rosie's Bar. Sharia Saba in the mess tent. And Laurie Bates in the mess tent. The okay. production code was Y105. The writer was Bert Lutsky and the director was Burt Metcalf. It originally aired on November 15th, 1977. Right. Great episode. Check it out. Next episode, My season favorite. 6, episode 10, The Mash Olympics, which we are recording this August 14th, 2016, so right now the real Olympics are going on in Brazil. So, so it's fun to watch the Olymp <laughs> Mash Olympics. Compared to the real Olympics. And plus, um, you know, they had movie tone news, which they often it. do. And I looked up the 1952 Summer Olympics, which were in Helsinki. Because they do make a comment. They reference Helsinki. Yep. So this was, you know, that's legit where it was, Helsinki, Finland. And they mentioned a couple of athletes. And here they are on the oh, Olympic.org wow. slash Helsinki hyphen 1952 here are a couple of the athletes that they mention oh cool uh just the two that they mention we have emil zatopek and then harrison dillard uh emil i think they mention him winning the gold in the marathon mm -hmm. and there it is uh you know whatever that is two hours 23 minutes and i think harrison dillard let's see here Relay hurdles could oh, yeah. be the hurdles. They mentioned the hurdles. So yeah, I mean they reference actual actual facts from that time. Yeah. Um, but basically, what's going on here? We have it's kind of one plot, but we have you know the A and the B. The A right. is basically an ambulance tips over in the compound. I think there's three. Yeah, go ahead. Could be. If I miss one, please correct me. Ambulance tips over on the compound. All the doctors and nurses that are there try and tip it over. They can't. Four MPs from Rosie's Bar roll up and uh, offer to help get the ambulance back on his feet, so to speak. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and they do. Potter sees this and decides everybody needs to exercise because if we ever have to bug out, you people are going to be useless. So to help that, he comes up with the MASH Olympics. Uh, what I would call the B-plot is Ames. And I think this is going to tie in what you might consider the C-plot. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ames, Sergeant Ames is a 15-year 
army veteran who um, is getting his pension and all this, but all of a sudden he's overweight, and so the army wants to discharge him. And he doesn't want that because he has a pension. He has 15 years in. He basically plans on retiring in the army. So BJ and Hawkeye decide to help him, which rolls into the Mansion Olympics thing, because then Colonel Potter makes them captains of the two teams since they're already helping Ames with his weight problem. Right. Klinger overhears that Ames is getting kicked out of the army for being overweight and decides that's his way out. He's going to eat his way out of the army. So imaginative. I can't believe he couldn't pass that test. <laughs> yeah. So he starts to just eat as much as he can. Um, long story short, uh, Klinger doesn't get out by eating. He can't do it. Ames stays in because he loses just three ounces enough, so he loses like 20 pounds, three ounces in ten days. And uh, Hawkeye's team wins the MASH Olympics, giving everyone on the team three days r, &R. Which, it brings to my extra plot oh, yeah, that yeah. I just love. Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, well, Donald Penobscot is coming to pick up Margaret for oh, yeah. their honey, well, not well, honey, not honey but seven just days. a seven days... R and R, just some yeah. time together. They need to be together. They need mm -hmm. to work some stuff out. And if her team wins, she gets an extra three days. So mm -hmm. she wants to win in the worst way. I, I love throughout the episode. She's like, I just know I'm not going to have any energy left for Donald. I'm just <laughs> snickering, <laughs> like yeah. like like a middle school boy this whole time. Every time I she says that, I can't waste my energy. But as soon as the Olympics and they found out she could get three extra days, her energy level went from down below to way <sighs> up over the top. And she was so cute. I'm sorry, this is such no. a girly thing. But she put her hair in little piggy tails. She looked and... just like Harley Quinn. <laughs> For any comic book nerds out there, she looked like Harley Quinn with the two little ponytails. Like, yeah, no back of your head. I just loved her look. It was so cute. It was. And um, the other part I really like is when Donald shows up and Margaret uh, informs him of this whole three day thing. What's his comment? Oh, we may even get out of the hotel. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss the itinerary later. later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I love this version of Donald, which is a different version that we saw before. But this is the version that I picture in my head when I think mm. of Donald. You know? No, to I me, know. the first version is Donald. We've had this um, discussion before. We have. I like this Donald. This is no, and this is someone that Margaret would fall for. The other one just seemed very kind of sorry, whoever you are, but a little weaselly to me. <laughs> and. To me, it kind of falls back into my Doctor Who fandom, and you never forget your first. And yeah. my first was the other Donald, and so that's... That's who's in your That's head. the true Donald to me. But, yeah, this guy does fit the description better, actually, because, mm -hmm. like, Big. the the one uh, general, when he's describing him, you know, he says, one eyebrow, Hawkeye says, over which eye, and the general says... Oh. And this guy <laughs> has a unibrow, basically. I mean, there's a separation there, but it, it, two thick eyebrows. It, mm. um, 
he does feel a lot more like Donald in a lot of ways, but he's not my first Donald. So. <laughs> um, huh. But yeah, this is the second and last time that we see Donald Penobscot. He's mentioned other times. Yeah, we hear of him often, but last time. But, and that, I think that's my it's my favorite episode though. That I know you talk often about yours, and I yeah. I, I love this episode. It's yeah? my, it's ten. Okay. This is my ten. Okay. And I think it's because, you know, you have the competition, you have mm -hmm. everything, and you have the tortoise and the hare story. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Donald comes for the Olympics. Um, well, it, it, Klinger ate too much. Yeah. And it, he was supposed to carry Margaret. Yeah, it's a nurse race where the nurses are going to get on... The like, guy's shoulder. It's like the and, horse race. It was supposed to be the horse race. So the yeah. jockeys are the nurses, yeah. and the horses are the men. Yeah, and... Klinger was Margaret's horse. But he ate ten salamis. <laughs> he runs off to the latrine, which only leave which um Donald was there. So yeah, But Hawkeye's like, No, uh uh, this is not happening. We're not gonna have this big hulky guy take over for you know, poor little Klinger. Yeah, and I <laughs> I love how Donald handles it because it's not snotty, it's not snooty, but he just says, you know, I agree, this is your Olympics, darling, and anyway, with my athletic ability, it wouldn't be a contest. We would win for sure. <laughs> and, and they would have if he wasn't so cocky. Hawkeye just has such a problem <laughs> that his ego comes up and it's like, all right, no, get in. Yeah, yeah, come on, let's do it. His exact so. words are, pick up your wife, cadet. <laughs> oh, cool. Because <laughs> he, okay, yeah, yeah. Donald's a West Pointer. But, and uh, I think the score was like three to two or something. Uh, and four then to it, five. And then it ended up five, five once Donald got in there. So it was a tie. So they needed one tiebreaker. Yeah. And what was it? It was an obstacle course who, uh, the participants followed them okay. He chose at random. And uh, what ended up being Colonel Penobscot versus, and versus the guy that needed to lose all the weight, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Eames, <laughs> who you know was overweight for the army and not this athletic, is not athletic at all. But he was confident. So as long as you sure. keep trying, yeah, well, he was. He gave it his all. He did. He kept he, trying. He didn't look at it and say, oh, crap, and not try. Mm. He kept going, kept going, kept going. That's Where Donald Penobscot was, like, way ahead of him and waving at everyone and throwing kisses to mm. Margaret. And Margaret's like, go! Their whole team was like, go! Yeah. The part that I really liked about that race, about the obstacle race, Ames was having trouble getting through the barrels because... He didn't fit in them. <laughs> you know. Um, so he's trying to crawl through two of them. And I don't know if it would have been just the cast doing this or if this was part of the script. But people from both teams were holding the barrels <laughs> so that Ames could get through. So I thought that was really neat to see. I know, know it, It's too. not just the two teams. It's people... Helping Ames get through. You know, so that was a really neat team moment. Hi, Ryan. And, um, mm -hmm. but yeah... Penobscot hot dogging it and just showing the off the tortoise and the hare. And what ends up happening, he runs into. Well, Ames actually warns him. He's like, yeah. watch out. And he's like, don't fool me with that one. And he ran into the nets. Yeah, just a camo netting <laughs> that then he, you know, collapsed on him and he was trapped. And Ames went on and won. Woo -woo. Oh, and, and then, then, oh, 
poor Donald had to listen to Margaret. <laughs> you can't be like this the whole time, Margaret. Get over it. We could have had ten days. <laughs> and, you know... You could tell it wasn't going to be a fun ten days. No, the way that that scene ended, Donald is trying to start the Jeep, and it's not working. So Margaret gets out. Get over. Walks her on the Jeep. <laughs> Kicks him into the passenger seat and takes off. And he's a West Pointer with an eagle. So, yeah. and she still out pushes him over. Yeah, you know? which is Margaret. I which think that's is Margaret. classical Margaret. Um, the last scene, Ames beat his way in. By three ounces. And uh, BJ and Hawkeye had this agreement. Whoever lost... Had... had Push the other one in a wheelchair for a whole for, day. I think it was a week. Oh, for a week. Okay. Yeah. But then, you know, <laughs> where to, Hawk? To the helipad. I wish to view my kingdom. So glad you're not taking advantage. But then Ames comes in and explains that he made it. And so then they push him around. Well, they said, you deserve this more than I do. And they're yeah. like, where do you want to go? Where and else? Where... The mess tent. To so, celebrate. So it took both of them to push Ames <laughs> in the wheelchair. Use a big boy. Um, Where he wasn't really that big. No, by you comparison. Know. I mean, I mean, would he be termed obese? Yes. Is he morbidly obese? No. No. <laughs> no. He's not. He probably wouldn't have been over. I would say he probably wouldn't have been over 300 pounds. No, I don't think so either. You know, but... He was larger than he probably should, should have, have been. Because he wasn't tall. Yeah. So, um, what do I have here on my notes that we haven't talked about? Da, da, da. Um, crutch race in the Olympics. That was interesting to watch. Oh, yeah. You know, they changed the games up a little bit. We didn't mention that. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of just running, they had to run with cut crutches. Or, yeah. you know, it, they made it so much fun. Yeah. We oh. should do more stuff like that in life. It the two teams were Hawks Yellow Blackbirds and BJ's Pink Elephants. Uh after the Olympics in OR the next day, everybody <laughs> oh, is, I have that too. Everyone's going, Oh, <laughs> I'm so sore. And like Hawkeye's even tilted to one side and just kind of <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, yeah just everybody everybody looks super sore. <laughs> <laughs> from this but uh, by far the highlight of this episode for me was what i think is the first appearance oh i know what you're gonna say bj's hat yeah and <laughs> from now on be, that hat becomes who bj is yes you know we the start same as hawkeye's red his red robe red robe yeah we start to see bj growing out his hair and we we see him a little scruffy every once in a while but you know the two things that are three things in my mind that define BJ as a character: the hat, the mustache, and a motorcycle. I was gonna say on the motorcycle. Yeah. I knew all three that you were yeah. gonna say. And so here we have the, the hat. The hat. The it, first thing. It grows from here, but we see him wear it, and I think this is the first time because there are other things added to it. It gets a little floppier over the series. He doesn't have his signature mustache yet, which. Um, even Wayne Rogers comments on. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like I said, when, when I was mentioning, uh, I think in the last podcast about Hawkeye and Margaret, or uh, Alan Alda and 
Travis Swit at the TV Land Awards, uh, Wayne Rogers makes a comment there about that. You know, if I just had a silly mustache, I could <laughs> I could have made it. Um, and so you know that's the signature piece too. But yes, we have the hat. We have the hat. We have the first piece of who BJ is. <laughs> and it really, I, I don't know why, but that that's a defining part of BJ for me. Aside from everything else, it's the hat. So. So if they ever send me off to war, the first thing I'm going to get is a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be defined. <laughs> you need to define your character That's for right. the next 11 seasons. <laughs> oh, it it was a good episode. This it is was. this is not my absolute favorite, it's but not. you know, I would I would give it a 6 on my scale of worst to best mash episodes. So definitely something ding ding to ding ding ten <laughs> there you go because when i think of mash i think of there's a few episodes i think of the yeah. christmas one this one. Oh yeah there are a couple christmas ones that you can't get by without seeing right and I, those are coming up yeah oh yay because you know we have the one with um i think we have two of them charles the oh. charles one and i think they're i don't know if it's the same one the beat it is a separate well, it might not be a separate one. The the BJ is Santa one, where they turn the clock ahead. So yep. That, so no one. Yeah. Well, we'll I think talk those about are that separate. Later. Can't can't divulge. But you can't get away from those. Um, there's the the all seasons episode where they go through like a whole year. Oh at Mash. yes. That that's they start with the Fourth of July or something. And yeah. Growing and the, mm -hmm. yes, I love yep. that one too. Yep. And um. You know, of course, then there are ones like Comrade in Arms that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. And the penultimate MASH episode. So watch Goodbye, this Olympic farewell, and amen. This is one this of is those. This is one of those mm -hmm. that, when you think back, I like to think of this episode. Yeah. I'm looking at Margaret right now with her cute little hair, and I yeah. think she should wear them like that all the time. On, on mash.wikia.com. <laughs> <No> <laughs> You can actually see what I'm talking about if you if you Google Harley Quinn and you go to mash.wikia.com and look up the Mash Olympics and this is Mash with the asterisks in between the letters. There on the page is first of all Penobscot with the unibrow and Margaret with her hair and these two like pigtails, and that is that she even has this goofy grin where if you just put if you put white base on her colored one of her pigtails blue and one red that would be harley quinn <laughs> so anything else about this episode no i closed up i'm okay um so guest stars mike henry as lieutenant colonel uh, donald panofscott michael mcmanus as sergeant ames uh the production code was y111 the writers were ken levine and david isaacs the director was don weiss and the original air date was November 22nd, 1977. I've watched these original ones. I just <laughs> wanted to point that out. Now you know my age. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like to think that I caught some of the later episodes, but there's no way I could you have. You couldn't so, No. You know, if this is so season six. Yeah. It, they they weren't long into the reruns when I saw them, like maybe the first or the second run of them. But yeah, this was over maybe by the time I was born. Um, oh yes, way by the time you were born. You know, seven more years. That's 
84. Oh, yeah, so the year you were born. May, maybe the year I was born. <laughs> maybe. but. And I watched every episode. This is one of those <laughs> shows you run home to watch. Yeah. And there were some people that said, well, I just can't get into MASH. I'm like, really? It's, it's a great <laughs> How can series. you not love this show? Even now, it's a great series. Um, and if nothing else, it's a really neat time capsule. It is, I think. You know? Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but you can certainly still go out onto Amazon and find, like, the individual seasons or the box set of MASH. I think it's... Or Hulu. Or Hulu. I don't know. Possibly. They have um, everything. Yeah. You know, it's worth it. I really love this series, and we would really encourage you to watch it, too. And Just, then let us know what you think. We really yeah. would like to hear from you, and... Give us your feedback. Yeah, head over to narclaninc.com, N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast portion, the Whiskey and Mash page. On there are links to our Facebook page and an email link, so you can email us directly. Let us know that you're out there. Let us know what you think about these episodes, about what we're saying about them. And Alan Alda, don't forget to call <laughs> us. And let us know, or, you know, get back on oh, this on the Narclan Inc. And let yeah. us know when you'd like to get together and explain that, <laughs> la that episode. <laughs> From last week's last show. Week show. In Love okay. and War. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, if, if anybody from the show, from the cast, from the crew, if anybody listens to this and you would like to make a guest appearance, we would love to have you on... We'd like show. to hear your insight. What really yeah. happened? What was happening behind the scenes? Yeah. That'd oh, be that so be cool. Great. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine if we got uh, Kelly Nakahara? Oh. Or um, Jeff... Uh, or any Nurse Abel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah or any, a Nurse Bigelow? Yeah. Well, anybody from the cast or the crew, it would be amazing. It would. Um, if you're looking for other uh, or past episodes of our podcast you can find them on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast application just search for whiskey and mash otherwise you can head again to the whiskey mash page on narclaninc.com we have the raw mp3s up there for download or streaming find those there if you want to help support us best thing you share could do us. share the episodes leave us a review on itunes so that um more people can find this podcast I think that's it. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Until uh, next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Gloria. And have a great week. Yeah. This is where the outro goes. I'm just going to sing that every time now. Probably. It's messy in here. Oh. What? Me undies. Okay. They're an underwear brand. Okay. Their underwear are made from bamboo. Bamboo undies. Yes, it sounds like they're, they are the they most. Didn't, they don't sound very absorbent. They are the <laughs> softest fabric. I don't know what they do. I believe this is not it, a commercial, by the way. I believe <laughs> it involves a, some sort of spinning loom and um, that guy where if you say his name backwards, he disappears. Well, he's, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, spun uh, hay into gold or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the name. It's a fairy tale. I believe that's what's involved to turn bamboo into a soft fabric like that. But it is amazing. Oh, yeah.
Bye, everyone. <laughs>